like a prisoner on the run My past is catching up with me Like a prisoner on the run My past is catching up with me Welcome to No Longer Apart, hosted by Grim Driver, Season 2, Episode 7. Song is Devil in the Deep Blue Sea by Davey Knoll. Hi everyone, it has been a few minutes. Um, I apologize for the few week gap between Episode 6 and 7 and and such amazing things happened to 7. but it's it's been difficult um, trying to talk to people and recording this without my hearing aids. It it's been a couple tough couple of weeks, um, but you know these are just you know bullshit obstacles. It's not a big deal. But I just picked up my hearing aids from Costco. Uh, if you go to Costco until like November twenty third, check on that. Um, you get like 200 bucks off of uh, the Rexton or the Panasonic brand hearing aids. It's really the best you can get. Uh, these I'm listening, I have them set right now to, 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 you know, music from speakers. Oh man, I was just tearing up listening to some, you know, great bass lines and just so much I can't hear without. So, uh, not only had I been extra quiet, and not dynamic or any of that the last few weeks. People have been quieter. Um, and I've, I've also noticed I've been letting a lot of conversations not get recorded or just not even asking people to um, to save them. So I, I know I've also been off. It, it seems like everybody's kind of off. You know, the pressure's on. This is now the new reality. I've, uh, I've called it. <laughs> Um, in, in one of the conversations that you'll hear in this episode, um, me and a young lady uh, speak about that, and she warns of the impending super recession coming up, uh, which I agree. Uh, I think we're already in something, but something worse is coming. Uh, we have not yet reached bottom, but it could be much, much worse, and, you know, we got to keep things in perspective. So... I was treated with a live performance in the car. So I pull up to this place. I know the guy's going to the airport. He hops in, all giggly and happy. Uh, says, hey, look, podcast. I'm like, yeah. You know, people share music and, you know, the regular stuff I had to say a hundred times. And he whips out a ukulele and gifted us all with a six-minute performance um, that's breathtaking. It is now a song in my regular playlist. 
his rendition of it and um, our conversation afterwards explains so much more. So that was uh, truly a wonderful experience. And um, I also had another musician uh, in the middle of the night, short ride. They got to shout out at least a few times about their upcoming November appearance in Brooklyn. And, and you know, you'll get that from them in the uh, in, in, in their interview because, you know, I don't actually go back and write this stuff down. But that's my intention going forward. I'm starting to get into the habit of writing notes on the releases so I can actually, when I go to record this, have something to say about each thing. So, you know, like, and I'm still, like, going back in this thing. I had, I had the band's name a second ago. I don't want to say it wrong. Here goes the pause. You know, so good thing I went back to look because I had this completely the wrong name in my head. Uh, so the band's called Escaper. Uh, check them out um, in November in Brooklyn. Again, check out their segment to get that information. I'm excited. I'm definitely going to try and get there. And uh, hey, guys, uh, after you hear this, uh, you know, let me know if you want to do a full interview. Uh, we have more musicians coming up. Uh, we have my friend Taj just dropped his new song, uh, Devil on the Line, on like all the platforms. Check that out. Uh, check my social media. We were out shooting, um, you know, the, the, the cover art. Uh, made some TikTok-y type of reels and videos, and those are popping up, and we'll be going up in the next couple of days. And uh, he'll be on in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, it was crazy that we, we met up in the middle of the night to shoot this in Manhattan in the only phone booth operational one uh, left in New York. Uh, it's on Google. It's uh, uh, West End Avenue, like on the west side. And, you know, he met up with me by my spot and we took the trip in and, and like, you know, like the conversation was fucking amazing. And I didn't record it because like I was half asleep. <laughs> There's been multiple occasions where we hung out where I should just record it. But that's going to be the norm going on because... You know, it's, it's, it's really good shit. Um, so his will be coming up. And um, the other day I met another gentleman and I'm supposed to interview him uh, for his new music that he launched this weekend. Uh, we weren't able to schedule it. Uh, just too many things going on. But uh, hopefully we have a um, pipeline into more music. That would be really cool. So uh, I'd like to thank all of the guests for uh, spending your time and, and sharing so much. And uh, at the end, in, in like a second, I'm going to play a couple seconds of that live performance uh, just to tease you, just to make you come in to, to listen to the entire thing. I didn't think we could record that in the car so well. <laughs> uh, the recording system held up. Even though last week I had this great conversation with this um, medical student like 45 minutes and I was going to drop this whole episode sooner because I had some more to put in it and one of my wires broke and it didn't record and you know I didn't, I didn't catch it. You know, luckily 99 cents store saved my ass. Uh, if the quality of these recordings are slightly off um, it's because of the lesser quality wire I think. I have to go back and listen to this stuff with the new hearing aids really giving you an opinion. Um, so thank you guests. And uh, thank you to all my listeners. Hello, new listeners. 
still consider still continuing the city bike campaign. Uh, at this point, Tesla has removed almost all of my stickers. Never really heard back from the many emails and discussions I tried to start with them. But hey, I took a shot. I uh, had a chance last week to pitch the show to film and TV person that got in the car. You know, you, you meet people all the time. You don't know if it's going to go anywhere. But hey, you know what? Gave her a sticker. Gave her the whole spiel. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? You know, I, I, I text my daughter last week's events. She's like... How do you find these things? And, and I just simply said, if you stay inside, no one will find you. So I kind of put myself out there to be found. And not necessarily like Billy Film and TV people, but just the interesting people I meet. I, I, I leave myself open to adventure and possibilities and, you know, conversation. So um, the new topic I decided going forward, because no one really disagrees with the stupid um, Great American Tantrum. We're in it. It's happening. Uh, I guess maybe I'll bring it back up again when we get into more of the political stuff. But I mean, come on. This is October 29th that I'm recording uh, this part of this, and, and it's already heating up. Lots of people crying. Uh, a lot of politicians crying. So uh, who the hell is going to lead us? We, we, we need leaders in in every community and uh, we need those leaders to start fucking leading because we're all running around like chickens out of head and we got chickens without a head running shit. I don't think that made any sense. But anyway, uh, I'll be out today stickering the city. It's a wonderful, beautiful day. We have not spread to more countries, uh, but hello to all the countries out there listening to us. Now, people are listening to the podcast every day, so please share this if you like it. I hope to continuously improve it. Uh, the new topic is simply going to be, how are you doing? Uh, I feel like I haven't been doing very well. And, you know, again, just lots of minor fires, and luckily I have set my life up in a way to handle those things and my backup systems and plans worked flawlessly exactly the way they were supposed to so i was able to not completely lose my mind that fuck i'm unprepared not fucking prepared and i just gotta write out the plans because they're working exactly the way they are supposed to uh, put the fires out and and get back to it uh, I'm concerned about one year from now uh, that the congestion pricing takes over in New York City and I, I'm going to pretty much be out of a job. So, you know, the wife and I have uh, worked on my resume to, to start putting it out, to, to look for other possibilities, other um, opportunities. You know, I hope when I move out of state, I can get like a live-in superintendent type job. I kind of would like that in a nice place. So uh, I've done that job before, and I'm going to look into doing that now, get like a good five-year stretch with that experience again under my belt, and then maybe I'll be able to pick where I want to live somewhere else that's wonderful or different or anything but here. Um, you know, I guess I'll be filling you guys in on how that goes along the way, the journey. Um, you know, if you have diverse skills, try and use them, and it's amazing how they cross over. 
So starting Monday on Halloween, let's say November 1st. November 1st. Uh, and I have my wife helping me because we're all juggling so much and, and I appreciate her help and she's really stepping up. And um, we're going to try and find the live-in superintendent position. And I'll still be able to do Uber and Lyft on the weekends or off hours. I mean, seriously, if I could find a part-time one, it would secure a place for me to live, give me a few dollars in my pocket. And if I could just work a few hours every morning, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'd be working less hours. And um, hopefully be preparing to make the next move. You know, I, I'm not worried about what's coming because I prepared for that five years ago. Um, and now I am just working on the next five years. And I know at the end of that five, um, I have to be ready uh, for the big move. Uh, and I'm ready. And, um, you know, the podcast is going well. I enjoy it. Uh, I don't put out as many videos. I'm, I'm trying to keep up as much as I can. I want to improve uh, on the next episode eight, uh, how I introduce all this. And hopefully I'll come up with some uh, great stuff to share with you, uh, added in. And I'm trying to find a new approach to spark people to talk. Uh, the last few days I've had, like, um, like the last week I had a, like a loner hearing aid that wasn't exactly tuned in. I couldn't really hear voices. Uh, really, I was losing whole sentences and words. So I'm thinking, you know, on, on Monday when I go back to work because I'm taking, you know, the goddamn weekend off. I'm tired. <laughs> um, and, you know, now that the fires are out, just got to, you know, come down a few notches on, on the panic mode and, and work the plan and, you know, uh, be ready for the next thing. This is always the next thing. Exciting things are coming. Hopefully there's an opportunity for me to start sculpting again. That's, uh, that's been a little bit of a tease. Uh, I, can't, I, I can't put too much into that because, you know, like I've had many opportunities to do just that. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work out. But we'll see what happens. I, I, I take the chance. It costs me nothing to take the chance. So I will, of course, be letting you all know. So on social media, it's Grim Driver. We're no longer apart on Instagram, a uh, little bottom liney thing. Check out the vids and all the stuff going on. I'm always sharing and putting stuff up. And I'm starting to do more videos of sharing me and stuff. There's a photo on there that Taj took during uh, his photo shoots on Instagram. Uh, a lot of people on Facebook still, you know, Grim Driver, TikTok Grim Driver. I do a horrible job of hiding my identity. You'll notice that. Those things are growing too. Uh, please email me at no longer apart nyc at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. If you want to share, comment, yell, scream, uh, say hi. And um, I guess that's it for now. And um, I'm going to play for you now uh, because I finally remember it had a Bluetooth music through the soundboard, so it sounds really good. Um, our special live musical performance. Just a little bit. Definitely check that out. Okay, here we go. Here's a special performance. Just a little tidbit from Isaac. <laughs> it's bumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a 
Absolutely. You're doing amazing for the road. <laughs> I mean, amazing and the road. I've waited a hundred years. I'd wait a million more for you. <clears throat> Nothing prepared me for what the privilege of... All right, all right, all right. That's all I'm going to give you. Um, listen to Isaac's live performance in the... Model S mobile Tesla studio, and uh, maybe we'll get more people to actually record in here. I can't really, like, you know, master it or mix it or any of that shit, but, uh, you know, we could put some things together. Uh, maybe we could record it and bring it to someone that knows what they're doing. If you're interested in recording in the mobile Tesla studio, email me. All right. for Lena? Yeah. Oh, all right. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I got candy if you like. The cell phone charger's back there if you need. And you have a chance of winning prizes on the tablet. Okay, thank you. What's that showing you over here on that on that thing? Was it? What's this showing you right here? Over here. This big boy. Oh, I do a podcast on the show sometimes. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. What do you talk about on your podcast? Uh, my name is Grim Driver and the podcast is called No Longer Apart. It's basically an open platform for people to share about whatever they want. Uh, musicians share their music. If you're working on something, you can promote it, or just general conversations that happen. Or oh, okay. oh, that's dope. Okay. And how's it going? Like, uh, I think I'm in like ten countries. Mm -hmm. Um, on the whole, I'm like on all the platforms you could be on for podcasts and stuff. Nice. It's growing. It just takes a lot of work. Right. <laughs> that's everything else. I just dropped uh, season two, episode six. I dropped it this weekend. I dropped one a week, pretty much. Oh, nice. Like three and a half hours long. Like 12 different guests. Well, you definitely have to be committed for that. I wanted my 14-year-old daughter to do a podcast because she loves um, 
I don't know, she has an interest in basketball all of a sudden. <laughs> so she's just like, I'm like, girl, just start a podcast. The app to use is called Anchor. Anchor, okay. And that does everything you need to get started. Mm-hmm. And like, like I'm still using it, even okay. though I got like equipment and stuff now. Right. But you could just use your phone and start with that. Okay. And then that will help you distribute it to everything uh-huh. and get you on Spotify immediately. Nice. Okay. What was one of your best uh, interviews? Uh, well, like, like last week, some lady gets in the car and, and I'm explaining the same thing like you're asking me to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not about like getting dirt on people. Right. You know, it's right. about people wanting to share stuff or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I used to work for Wendy Williams. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. And then she went for like 10 minutes about old dirt about Wendy Williams. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm glad that you're glad that I'm not doing that. But right, you right. just brought us there. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I got to interview um, the third largest podcaster in Saudi Arabia with over a million listeners. Nice, nice. And then just... So, like, on Friday, I picked up this older lady from, I guess, the doctor, and um, we were in the car together for, like, an hour and a half. There's crazy traffic getting one side of Brooklyn to the other. Oh, yeah, on Fridays, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it hadn't been that bad in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for it. So, that would have been an amazing podcast episode, but, right. like, I, I didn't ask her to use her. I just, it was just, like, she, she, had, she had to go for cancer surgery last week, oh. or this week, or something like that. So she was really down, and she used to be a musician, a band that I knew. So then I was like her DJ for an hour and a half, playing all different music for her, and she was all fucking happy. Oh, nice! That was so we were nice. talking about music, and I was, I was like, try this, try that. She was bringing <laughs> right. on this whole journey. She was there with her sh- her Shazam thing, trying to like uh-huh. grab all the songs and playing. Oh, nice, nice. That one would have been amazing, but like, like we shared that. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. just kind of felt like hours sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot of experiences that happen that I don't use. Mm-hmm. That just, it's just kind of like, nah, that was nice for us. Right, right. <laughs> that was an in-house thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because. Some things that don't, or not all things need to be shared. You know right. What I mean? Some things are just personal, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I used to have conversations like this before the podcast. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now. My mind's podcast, but I, I, I'm trying to always move conversation, trying to nudge. Right. When it just happens, I just want, oh. Yeah. Sometimes I use it because it was just great, and mm-hmm. other times it's just like. But those be the best conversations, really. Yeah, I um, know. <laughs> no. I'm not vicious enough for this. <laughs> I thought, when I came in, I'm looking, I'm like, did I get in the cash cab? Shit. <laughs> I just don't throw you out when you get the answer wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so now throughout the day, I'm going to be making videos to advertise. I got to start. I think this week I'm not going to have an episode, though. Oh, okay, okay. Like, I've been recording ahead, and I've had so much content. Right. But, like, the last two weeks, people have been kind of quiet. Like, everybody. Like the mood is the very mood, yeah, yeah 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 I can see that yeah 
So I gotta see what happens. And I, I, I'm, I'm, and it's crazy because it's like I don't know. I was telling my husband yesterday, like I don't know. Brooklyn don't seem like Brooklyn anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's just changing, and, and it's it's like a rapid change. It's not like a gradual, slow. Oh, oh, okay. They, they put up a new building. Okay, nice. And a, a, a year down the line, oh, oh, they put up another building. It's like you go to sleep, wake back up, forget where the hell you was at. Yeah, like I need the GPS now. Right. Because everything's changed so much. Right. Like and that. Then they turn and changing streets like. Fulton Street downtown, if we would have went down Barn Street, down this here block, once you get to, um, you was able to go into Fulton Mall area. Yeah, that's all fucking Now they, they got the traffic coming back out, so you can't even go in. And then even the buses are only allowed back there now. Oh, wow. Like, they were- Where on Fulton, like, where, the, where the mall, where the shop- By right, Albie is. Yeah. Albie Square. Oh, wait a minute. So there's no cars going up that block no more? Wait, we might be talking about different parts of Fulton. <laughs> the the spot that's almost at Atlantic Avenue, like behind Juniors, okay. In there, there's a couple blocks that only buses are allowed. Oh, you know what well, that's been for years. Yeah, but there was a period of time where it was both. Where it was right. You right. Know, you're right. But right. that's like 20 years Your ago. Your cars right? was able to come down the block of Juniors, right? The side block, and then and you, then you would turn on like towards Bridge Street. But these buildings are going up. Fast now, and they're not good buildings because no, none of us can live in it either. Yeah, right. We can't afford it. Um, they say it's affordable, but affordable to whom? I don't know. <laughs> to those who can't afford it, <laughs> you know. But the one thing about Brooklyn that people don't understand that the architecture um, standard back then was just different. You know what I mean? Like you had these buildings. That just had great detail, like you know what I mean. But well, we were able to fight off Manhattan for mm -hmm. a very long time, yeah. and now it's just not happening anymore. It's not no. Now it's everything's becoming Manhattan, right? But that's what that's what made Brooklyn unique is that the the buildings and the the churches and you know what I mean. Yeah. It's gonna be a new definition going forward for everything. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta realize like. In the last year, I've seen them clear-cut blocks. Like yeah. by Fulton. Yeah. All those little shitty stores. Yeah. yeah. Well, those buildings are falling apart. Like, they're, they're clear-cutting a lot of shit that yeah. no one's been doing. That's not right. But then it changes everything mm -hmm. there. I got to listen to this every day with my mother, you know. And even myself, like, this is some place I'm born and raised. And to, to see it change so drastically... It, it kind of is. It, let me tell you something. It could be very depressing. It could be something that you know all your life is just not there no more. You know what I mean? And you like, it's like a t taking away part of your childhood. You know? Yeah, I think I've just accepted to, to not have that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, well, well, you know, like a hundred years now. It's like hundred fifty years ago. This was far. Right, 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 right. So like, it's always gonna change. Yeah. And I think for most of our lives, it didn't. Yeah. That's why it's such a uh, shock. Exactly. It's, yeah, there you go. <laughs> because the generations before that, they had bad times and good times and things right. changed a lot. Right. You know, but, yeah. but also the truth about, about a lot of these buildings, uh, mm -hmm. they can't be efficient anymore. Mm -hmm. There's no insulation. Every wire has to be ripped Every, out. The uh, plumbing's 150 years old. Oh, no. You're absolutely right. 
You're absolutely right. Because my building is a pre-war building. Right, right. They still have gas lines and where the lights was at. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, who does that? <laughs> Slat wall still and right. hay in the walls. and I know. Yeah, but these new buildings are not really uh, constructed well because they don't have no detail. They're flat. They, they, they got them all every which way. It's just crazy. It's crazy. But wonderful. Good morning. Good morning, Kristen. Hi. Yes. Okay. Yeah, candy if you like. The cell phone charger back there if you need. Give a chance of winning prizes on the tablet. Wow. Oh, nice. wow. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> You're hosting a <laughs> podcast? Yeah, I have a podcast. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I cool. could follow with all that stuff over there. Yeah. What do you do with your for your podcast? Uh, my name is Grim Driver, and the podcast is called No Longer Apart. It's basically an open platform for people to share whatever they like, their stories, uh, general conversations that happen in the car. Yeah. Um, musicians share their music. Artists oh, share he's their a own. musician. Oh, there you, you go. You want to talk about it, your music and uh, put it up and listen to it? Put and... up the... Uh, is, so it's where you just picked us up. He's playing a show over there. November. Well, a block from there. A block yeah. from there, but yes, yeah. I, I have a, well, they don't know that, so tell them that. Tell who? If you want to be on the podcast, you just scream it out, and oh. I'll ask you at the end if you want to use it, and you can <laughs> shout them out right now if you'd like. Oh, wow. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> you can promote his show right now. All right. Okay, well, let's get some escaper on and talk about... <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the band? The band is called Escaper. Escaper? Is that something I can find on Spotify? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yes. Let's, let's go grab that. Um, They just released a new album? Well, or, go, going to release it. Going to release a new album. I think... It's an EP. It's an EP. It's like a four-song EP. Cool. And uh, the release the release show is... that, that That's what that show is. Yeah, November... November 5th. Saturday, November 5th. At the Sultan Room. At the Sultan Room. I just followed you. Nice. And uh, what song do you want me to play? Uh, there's a song called Spaceship. You can play that. Let's see. It should be on the live... There's like a live album that was just released. All right. Live Bowery? Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. I love Spotify. I know. I do, too. I use it at work, and I go down so many different rabbit holes of (laughs) nostalgic music, and it's so fun. We we work in an esports lounge called Brookland, and um, bartenders get to play whatever they want, which is so fun. It's just pretty, yeah, it was just pretty cool. The quality of music and bars have greatly improved because of it. Because of Spotify, yeah. Well, because because just just allowing the bartenders to control the music, right? Oh, and yes. also just having that access Definitely. to like I I've worked at so many bars that they have the jukebox and it has what it has and that's it, you know. And it's so nice to just have like infinite amount of music available. I got like two thousand songs on my favorite list. <laughs> I know, I know. I have so many different playlists. I'm like, I'm feeling some funk today, or maybe some classics, or you know. Then I have my late night playlist, which is just like the popular stuff people like to hear and stuff. 
right, let's see here. We got Escaper, uh, live album, uh, Spaceship. Here we go. <laughs> I just don't throw you out when you get the answer wrong. Nice, nice. But if the song sucks, you know, they... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're walking. I'm enjoying it. Oh, nice. Okay, good, good. your show is because I live a couple blocks away. Do you really? Yeah, I've yeah. heard the Sultan Room is an incredible space too. So I'm really excited to see it. I haven't been there yet. November 5th. November 5th, the Sultan Room. Yeah. Unfortunately, your ride is not as long as the song. No, it's not. Because <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna continue listening after you guys get out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is amazing. This awesome. is great. I'm a huge fan of music. Awesome. Same. Same. Another another band I play in. Uh, I've I've been with this band for ten years. A band called Space Bacon. Uh, Space Bacon. Yes. Okay. Nice. And so this live show that we're listening to right now is actually an opening set that we played before Space Bacon. So he so opened like, for himself. So, so right, I opened yeah. for myself. Did you have to get up or you just sat there? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got up, got a cup of coffee, you know. It's, you know it's, well, no, it's nice to have the rest of the bands change around you. Yes, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly, that's like what the sound check was. It was pretty funny. Like, next. Everyone's moving. I'm just sitting there drinking water. It's like, okay. Look, any, anybody that I know that's a musician is in multiple bands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's always, the like, the main creative or just you know whatever and then there's all the side projects and then your own side project or the right. thing, the thing the <laughs> he, he's the in a that... Grateful Dead tribute band right um a another band called Jam of Thrones that does uh <laughs> Grateful Dead, Dead Fish and Disco Biscuits and then Space Bacon and Escaper <laughs> absolutely amazing a true musician <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, guys, thank you very much. It yeah, was a pleasure Grim, meeting it was you. Really thank nice you much, meeting too. you. I checked um, out the podcast. It looks. Uh, I see an episode. It's called "Don't Sleep with the Line Cooks." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs>
You want it for Winston? Yes, sir. Hey, what's up? My knee giving me a long time. No problem. Take your time. <clears throat> the winter don't make it better. Eh? The winter doesn't make it better. No. <laughs> it makes it so much worse. Not at all. <laughs> Thank you, bro. No problem. I got candy if you like. There's cell phone chargers back there if you need. And we have a chance of winning prizes on the tablet. Wow. <laughs> Yo, you added all my brother. Oh. You could be on a podcast also. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. This is the microphone right here? Yeah. Oh. You know, I'm on uh, all, all the platforms, like all the places to get podcasts and music and stuff. Okay. And I'm in like eight different countries. You did it? You do it like this? Yeah, just like this. Oh shit! And you put an ear and that over there. You you did it yourself? Yeah. Wow. Well, this is. Not, I mean, like I used to be a a master fabricator. Okay. So none of this stuff is. This is just stuff I bought. I didn't make anything. Like none of this is special. <laughs> you know, Amazon. You know. <laughs> yeah, but you put it together. Yeah, but I didn't want to drill any holes, so I got some little clamps. Okay. Okay. And they zip tied to it. Just so, like, I didn't fuck anything up, you know? Right. Because <laughs> I just start drilling holes and shit. <laughs> you just start drilling holes. I'll start drilling holes, cutting shit. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't, this car doesn't need this. Yeah. Just cut this out. Cut this out. <laughs> you just fuck shit up. No. Well, no, no, I, um, some people call it improving it. Okay. <laughs> See, some people think it's, it's bad. Okay. When you have extra parts left over. <laughs> oh my god. Are <laughs> you off to work today? Yes, yes, yes. I work in the city. I work at Rockefeller Plaza. You know Christmas tree the Christmas tree hat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I worked there for twenty years. Oh cool. Retirement coming soon? I'm yeah, I'm pulling in this year. Wow. Yeah, I'm my done. hero. I'm done. You know why? The reason why I'm doing this because I was six feet I was sick for ten months. I do a knee replacement mm. and a hip replacement. And for me to give my company 20 years of my service, not one person from the front office ever called to find out how I'm doing. Um, you know, not one person from the front office ever called and said, yo, Winston, how are you doing? My, my, you know, you're my boss. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't call to see how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. And when I come back, you want me to come downstairs to sit down. No, I'm not coming. No. I'm at work already. So don't worry about don't worry about how I feel now. Don't worry about how I feel. You know how that how, how I would feel if I see my boss call me to say, Winston, I would feel I would feel good. That means I'm the miss. Right. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't give a fuck about me. So I don't. Yeah, it sounds like a failure in the organization. I say, I know. I don't say, oh. My, my 22nd, 22nd year coming up, they want to have lunch. I was like, I'm not, I'm not having, no, I'm good. I don't want no lunch. I can't afford to buy my own lunch. Right. I was home for nine months, 10 months, and you guys never give a fuck if I live or I die. Now I come back, you want to take me to lunch? Go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> I don't want the fucking lunch from you guys. I can't afford to buy a lunch. I was, afford to, I was home for nine months getting no check from you motherfuckers right here. Nine months. I have to pay my mortgage. I have to do that. I have to, yeah. 
Well, were you able to put in for like temporary disability or the, the, the disability for my company is one hundred and thirty-five dollars? Oh my God, that's a it. Week. Yeah, that's it. Holy shit! Why even bother? Well, why even bother? Why yeah, even yeah. bother? You know what? You know what? Some, I have to check them some at the house, and some of them expire. I was like, fuck it. I, I, I did my what? Put some. I have them for two, three months. I said, go put this. Go to oh, this one expired. This one expired. Fuck it. I, I, I survived, my brother. That's the name of the game. I, I, you see, my mom always tell me, it's not what you work, it's what you save. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I could able to pay my mortgage and live for nine, for can, nine months. That's yeah. amazing. You can go to Webster. Go to Webster right here. I, for nine months without a check from my company. And I make a $1,000 a week, every week at my job. I've been there for 20 years. I make we make thirty dollars an hour. No, go straight down, straight not that way, straight yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, man, but but you know, like that, that's you know most Americans don't have enough money to survive one emergency, yeah. right? So you you you've prepared yourself yes. to where yes. you could take a giant hit. Yeah, I take a hit. A huge, no, I know, I, dude, absolutely. Trust me. Trust me. That's good. That people need to learn that. I know. When I was leaving December 14th, I transferred 35000 to my checking account. To my checking account. And I'm saying, and then my wife works. Right. You know I'm she holds shit down, but I can't be in the house and see my wife with the burden and the bills on herself by herself. That wasn't me. Right. I've been doing the bill for, for fucking 40 years. Well, it's, it's good you got her, though. I, it's, good, it's good I got her. Yeah. She's a great girl. Right. She takes six months, six weeks off to stay with me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? No, no, my bad. She takes 12 weeks off. 12. You know, she's a good girl. But, you know, me, you know, I have money in the bank. I said, you know what? Let me, I said to her, babe, don't worry about it. I got the mortgage for four months. And I take care of business. I never, never late, never this. So I said, fuck it. If I can survive nine months without these motherfuckers, I can, I can, I can tend to kiss my ass. Fuck off. <laughs> well, that's their loss. Yeah, fuck it. I don't worry about these people. Yeah, well, that's, that's the name of the game is survival. And I work. I worked there for 20 years, my brother. And security work is, is standing. Standing. I start working at $9.06 an hour. Nine sixty. I start work there. All right. So. Well, hopefully you're able to leave with something like a retirement. Yeah, we, give we, you something. We, we have a good package. We have a good, I have a retirement package good. from the union. I invest in the union for 20 years. So, yeah. You know, and social security tell me they're going to give me $1,900 a week, a month. Well, I'm, 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 I'm good, my brother. I'm, good. I'm, I'm not even worrying about it. Whatever. Hmm. I'm, 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 if I, you, know, you know, my thing is, what? I stay with all these people for nine months. Right. And I survive. Yep. So, what I need you to survive, I just need me. Yep. My kids are grown, right? Right, you know, me and my wife, you know, you, know, you can make a stop right at the corner, right there, make the left of the deli, and, yeah, and stop right there to take the train. Yeah, well, it was a pleasure meeting you, right back to my brother. You'll be safe. Thank I'm, you I'm gonna tell my wife I drive in her, in her dream car. <laughs> Good morning, Abby. Good morning, Abby. Well, just drive around in circles. Candy, if you like, the cell phone charges back there. Amazing. 
a little bit. So I'm not prepared. You put the heat up a little bit? No, oh no, I wasn't complaining. I just. No, I knew you weren't complaining. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a horrible judge of uh, temperature. (laughs) What is all of this? What's Uh, the mic? I also have a podcast. Oh, what's it called? Uh, it's no longer a part. My name is Grim Driver. It's uh, basically an open platform for people to share whatever they like. You know, musicians share music. Artists, you know, we, we link the things up and, you know, it gives everybody a voice. Oh, cool. It's in a whole bunch of different countries, all the platforms. Is it on Spotify? Yeah. The link directly to Spotify is that round one on the board there underneath the tablet. The episode I'll be dropping today, uh, I was drop, driving a guy to the airport. He's like, oh, podcast, whips out his ukulele and gives a six-minute performance I was not oh my worthy God. of. This morning? It's, it's only 8 o'clock. Well, no, this happened a couple of weeks ago. Oh, oh, oh. But I'm going to drop the episode today. Oh, oh, I see. No longer part. Yeah, uh, this, this the, the new topic is just very simply... How are you doing? <laughs> Easy enough. Uh, the last few weeks, people have been generally quiet. Have you started earlier in the morning? No, no, none of my patterns have changed. Um, like most of my episodes are like three to four hours long each week. Because how many people want to share? Wow. Uh, the last few weeks, and the reason I held back this episode so long was that, like, people haven't really been talking. It's not a lot going on. Well, not even not even conversations with me in the car. No, I know, but I mean, just in general, like, everyone's back to... Back I think to it was the summer glow is over. Yeah. Huh. So this morning I did, I like, six minutes with somebody. I'm trying to think if I have anything interesting to share. <laughs> well, so... The reason I'm saying how are you doing is since I've seen such a dramatic shift in people, I feel like people are really dealing with stuff right now. Interesting. And I don't know what everybody else is dealing with. I know what I'm dealing with. (laughs) But like, you know, I'm dealing with, again, the world is changing. Again, I need to change the job that I'm doing. Again, I need to evolve in new and interesting ways. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think New York is, like, probably one of the most transient cities in the country, and I think that I just moved here, and I think that moving is, like, the only thing that you can count on. Like, you always have to be moving, whether it's jobs or friend groups or apartments or, like, anything, and, like, I've only lived here for a few months, and I've already had, like... I feel like multiple friend groups because it just like happens that way. It's very bizarre. And I think like at the end of the summer, everyone like figured out if they wanted to be here, if they didn't want to be here. And now it's just like the early stages of trying to find out what's going to happen again, you know? Well, I've, I've officially, cause they, they keep saying the new normal, the new normal, the new normal. I think we've actually hit the new normal. You think so? What we see now will be what the city will be for the foreseeable future. Oh, I disagree. I think that there's going to be a recession in 
the fourth quarter, first quarter, and I think it's going to change the city all over again. And mm. I think it's going to be pretty dramatic. Well, that's already happening, though. So, like, yeah, two contracting quarters in a row, sure, but, like, I think it's going to be pretty drastic, and especially with, like, China, U.S. right now, I think it's just going to implode. I think people aren't going to know what to do, and then now that, like, elections are back on the table, I think it's going to separate everyone well, that's, again. <laughs> right. Well, the beginning of this season, which was September, I called it the Great American Tantrum. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name for it. Be because the people that are remote working are going to throw a tantrum they don't want to go back. Yeah. And oh, absolutely. The bosses are going to throw a tantrum that they have to come back. Yeah. No one's going to listen to each other. And then we have the political stuff, which will be nothing but tantrum. On everybody. Everybody's going to throw tantrums. It's going to be tantrums, and it's going to be a lot of blame. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Great American Tantrum. The Great American Tantrum. That's How that's the period of time America. we're in now. Yeah. Um, but I stopped bringing that up as a topic, because everybody just agrees with me. I, there's nothing to disagree <laughs> about, you know? Like, you can't possibly look at the world and be like, yeah, I think things are good. <laughs> like, I think we're in a good spot. Like, no, of course not. Like, I think the difference is, in my head, we're already in a severe... We're following the same pattern of 100 years ago. The Spanish flu. We can't have a stock market crash in the same way because of the way that it's structured now. Like, it just shuts down if that happens. Right. But there's been, for the last year and a half, two years some different economic word that hasn't been invented yet that'll be similar. It's not a recession. It's not a depression. We're in some fucking new shit. Hmm. And, and you know, I feel like what we've just come out of experiencing was the true reality of the economy during the pandemic. And like you said, there's yeah. a drastic downturn coming. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It's just so hard to even say, like, I think this is going to happen because it sounds so negative. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like, I just don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like everyone feels a little uneasy about it, too. Everyone thinks it's like this pending doom, but I don't know. Well, I call that realism. <laughs> I know, but it's so pessimistic. Well, no, but I hope I'm wrong. Right. But I prepare for if I'm right. But then doesn't that leave you in this, like, uneasy state of, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe it will be okay. Well, that's how, so, the world didn't change for me during the pandemic. Really? What were you doing? I did this the whole time. Ride sharing was available in the pandemic? I was, like, the only one out here most days. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know it was. So, I was able to continue working... So, so when I was a kid, I was quarantined for a year with a cough that would not kill me. What? Yeah. How old are you? Like seventh grade. Oh my god! New York City like sent me tutors and stuff, and like I was locked down for about a year. That's insane. So during this thing, I was like, wait, wait, wait! I get to have a cough that lasts for two weeks and then I die? Fuck! I want to do that because that sounded amazing. <gasps> And then, to me, I was working just as hard, and, like, it was funny to me 
that the whole city was hiding. And I was running amok. Yeah. Yeah, I was just out here all night long by myself. Whole city was mine. And everybody else was... How surreal is that? You grew up in New York City and this is probably the first time you've ever been alone in New York City. I was in Times Square just blasting like like the weirdest thing I could blast. Like whatever song seemed the creepiest at the moment. Yeah, because why not? No one else is there. Wow, that's so bizarre. I can't believe they quarantined you for a year. Well, they didn't know what it was back then. Right. Even though it was like an old world thing that they forgot. But, you know. Still, like seventh grade. I'm thinking about like all the developmental stages that happen in seventh grade with like your personality and like your friendships. Well, I came back an adult. Right. That's what, <laughs> I mean. When I went back to school in eighth grade. People are like, who are you? Who's the new kid? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly what it was. I, I, you know, it was, I've never, I, it changed fundamentally everything about me. Of course. I mean, probably like a little bit of a benefit is you learn to be by yourself, not like dependent on your friends. If you're trying to find a silver lining, which I'm sure you've already discussed in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, well, that's, what's funny is that this podcast, because I I share quite a bit about, so the first season was about life interrupting events. Okay. I'm a pro at that. Yeah. I just, it's tomorrow. There's gonna be another one. Like at any moment, my life is going to change like that. Yeah. But that's New York. You have to be like, you signed up for it, you know? But like, I realized that most people don't experience those things in life and then the people that do there's no there's no resources there's no there's no one else saying you know i've been through something like that Mm. and you know in the last season i would i would share my life interrupting events and try and get people to share theirs and because to me that's really what the world is yeah a series of life interrupting events who knows yeah (laughs) I used to live in Boston, and I worked in finance, and I had a very, like, set-out career for what my life was going to be, and then the pandemic hit, and I couldn't take it anymore, and I got up, and I moved to California with one suitcase, and I stayed there for two and a half years, and I, that was, like, the biggest life-interrupting event with my job like just it sounds like a breakdown but it wasn't I was like very calm and I was like very at peace with a lot of things um and now like I met fantastic people and I think it's like totally changed my life and my perspective of things and like and living in New York because I've always wanted to live in New York but I think in like two years I'm moving back to California like it was amazing and like it's just so funny because like it was a life interrupting event, but like I, I think it was meant to be. Like I think that was meant to happen. And like you don't have to believe in like I don't know. You have this meant to be moments, but like I don't know. I kind of do. I don't believe in like a higher power or anything. Yeah. But there's been too many times in my life when I've stood in a moment and I was like, it all came together. Fuck. Yeah. Wait, I guess we're going this way now. <laughs> it's like you feel it. Yeah. It's like a moment time stops and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. So no matter what decision I made before now, I would have been standing at this junction. 
Yeah. 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 It, it's, but it's also like, if I didn't make that one decision, there's no way I would be here. You know? And it's like both ways. It's like you can do all of these like fucked up things and still end up where you're supposed to be. Or you can make this pivotal decision that like you may have agonized over and still and like ended up to where you're supposed to be and then you look at like what the opposite was if you made that other decision and you're like oh my god can you imagine i don't know it's just it's so wild well so like i feel like now we have an entire globe of people that just woke the fuck up <laughs> they're ready to go <laughs> and and they don't know which way to go and and everybody's scrambling and panicking and there's a lot of fear and you know in other places people go through horrible things all the time so they'll deal with it in stride yeah but we've been kind of lucky you know like in general that we're not being blown the fuck up <laughs> you know like yeah. Ukraine's getting Fair annihilated yeah you know like for quite a few generations Things haven't been shaken up this month. In general. Don't yeah, okay. You don't think like 08 shook things up? Which, which thing was 08? The recession. Like the that stuff. was just a temporary... It wasn't... It didn't make a shit. 9-11 was a shit. Yeah, 9-11 was a shit. Yeah, isn't that crazy that like the war wasn't a shit? Like, how pathetic is that? Yeah, it wasn't because it wasn't here. I know, but like... How crazy is that, though? Like, we are very involved for, what, 20 years? And, like, it wasn't really affecting That's really... Um, yeah, all of that. What was that for? I don't even know. And then, like, the Taliban's doing all this crazy... And people don't have any rights. Like, they're all fucked up over there. It's like, yeah. they're starving. Like, we didn't do anything good again. No, no. <laughs> of course we didn't. We didn't do anything to help anybody. It's so funny, because we never do anything, like, that that great either way you know like really great in a positive way or really great in like a bad way um and i feel like other countries are so obsessed with talking about the u.s because like we're such a wild card and we do these really dumb things and like nothing is <laughs> nothing seems to like follow a pattern nothing seems to follow the rules and like it, they talk about us not because like they admire us and like a lot of ignorant people think that like we're the greatest country in the world but like we are so not <laughs> we're adolescents i mean yeah it's really sorry i don't mean to get political but no no it's i guess that's the point of the podcast right um, <laughs> <laughs> so go whichever way we go <laughs> um yeah it's really i remember i studied abroad and um i went to an international school and so all of the kids it was in switzerland so all the kids there were diplomats kids and um because of the united nations um and we would talk about this and they'd be like do you even know like who the like i don't even know who like what are the branches of government and like some people would be like yeah like yeah there's three of them like i don't know and they're like how do you not know this like how do you not know like who to vote for for president how do you not know like who the leader of your country is and like they knew and we didn't because like we're so ignorant i don't know it's i don't know we're not well-rounded we're not it's really embarrassing 
Well, it's, you see, like, so it is embarrassing to a point, but it's, you don't get to choose where you're born. Oh, yeah. You don't get to choose the society that's around you. You don't get to choose the, the benefits that you get. Right. You know, like, we happen to live in a place that generally, if if you don't, things don't fuck up too bad, you can get food. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and 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 we're all trying to, to do something with the construct that we're presented with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, you know, we, that's the card you're dealt. It, it's, you know, you've got to try and do something good with it. What's good? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. I think for the most part, people are good, Don't you? Or do you, I guess? Um, for most part, I believe people are good. But I know at any moment, those good intentions can become pitchforks and torches. Yeah. At any moment. So you think people are selfish? Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. if it becomes between me or you, I already know I'm picking me. Right. You don't know what you're picking yet. I know. Uh, not you. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. A lot of people come into my presence and, and they approach me like this is a negotiable situation. And I'm like, oh, you were mistaken. <laughs> and I say that to people. You, you know, this was never a negotiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that, ooh, that's a shock for you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, so hmm. my family ran from Sicily from the fascists. Ah, my family's from Sicily. And my other half of the family um, escaped the concentration camps. Oh, my God. So my worldview is, at any moment, I expect any of these people to decide they want to kill me. That's that's (laughs) fair. Yeah, I mean. At any moment, my best friend in a different world would turn me in because of who I was. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I, I tell my youngest daughter that, like, in a good way, like... Because she sees the world the way the world goes, and I'm like, at any moment, this happy crowd of people could become an angry mob. How, do you mind if I take a picture? Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, that is just, that is a fair, <laughs> I mean, you have to think about it like that, based on, you can't ignore your past, obviously. Right, so it's, it's just kind of like, you know, I, I approach everybody as though I believe they're going to be a great, wonderful person. Everybody gets that chance first. And then we see what happens after that. Yeah. No. Um, if you want it, because you're right here. Uh, we don't have any new federal protections for voting rights. And I think that there are a lot of issues in the voting rights bills that Congress considered the last time. So the freedom to vote happened in Congress. I did it. I love you. See you soon. All right. All right. Candy, if you like, the cell phone charger's back there if you need, and you have a chance of winning prizes on the Oh, wow. Thank you very much. When the right to vote was under assault to protect voting rights, in the same way, there was a moment in that. What? What is this? Uh, you can also be on a uh, podcast. Below. Oh, my goodness. It's not a live podcast, right? No, it's not live. You're like, oh, this guy sucks, and then just delete it. What is it? No, um, well, if, if we do the podcast or there was a good conversation, I ask you at the end, if you want to use it, then you sign a waiver. If not, I delete it. All right. Sure, let's do it. What do we have to lose? 
What's up? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, my name is Grim Driver. The podcast is called No Longer Apart. It's basically an open platform where people share whatever they like. Uh, stories, there's topics. Uh, musicians share music if they like. Uh, artists share art. Uh, I put up on the social media and stuff. And, um, you know, just general conversations, anything that happens. Cool. Well, I do have my ukulele with me. I, I see. <laughs> you want a little ukulele? Sure. Yeah. My name's Isaac, by the way. Hi, Isaac. Lovely to meet you. Uh, where are you off to today? I'm going home to Los Angeles. Nice. Yeah, Highland Park. Uh, you came here for a gig? No. I, uh, a very good friend of mine um, just found out that they're pregnant, so I came out to see them before they can no longer travel. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all very exciting. Let's see, what are we going to Let me tune up here first. Well, at least, at least you didn't have to come to work. No, no. And then I have a couple of days off after when I get home. So oh, that's the best. <laughs> yeah. The vacation recovery. Seriously, like we need the vacation after the vacation. Absolutely. I try to get at least that's a day. A very, that's a very privileged thing to say, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, to take a vacation is a giant undertaking that takes years for me. Right. So I want that extra day. Yeah, absolutely. Because I never get it. Right. <laughs> it's like, I want to be home in bed with Chinese food, just, and then I go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> I can't believe this is happening. Did you right think now. you'd be in a car on the way to the airport no. putting on a show? <laughs> so goofy. All right. <clears throat> I've waited a hundred years. I'd wait a million more for you. Nothing prepared me for what the privilege of being yours would do. If I had only felt the warmth within your touch, if I had only seen how you smile when you blush, or how you curl your lip when you concentrate enough. I would have known what I was living for all alone. What I've been living for. <laughs> it's bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little, you're doing amazing for the road. <laughs> I mean, amazing, and the road. <laughs> I've waited a hundred years. I'd wait a million more for you. <clears throat> Nothing prepared me for what the privilege of being yours would do. If I had only felt the warmth within your 
touch If I had only seen how you smile when you blush Or how you curl your lip when you concentrate enough I would have known what I was living for alone What I've been living for Our love is my turning page Only the sweetest words remain Every kiss is a curse of life Every touch is a redefining I surrender who I've been for who you are Nothing makes me stronger than this fragile heart If I had only felt what it means to be yours I would have known what I was living for alone. What I've been living for. So we tethered. To the stories we must tell Now I see you And I know we'll tell it well With a whisper We will tame the vicious seas Like a feather Bringing kingdoms to their knees I've waited a hundred years I'd wait a million more for you Wow. <laughs> Holy shit, you just turned my whole day around. Thank you. <laughs> like so 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 you're professional? No. Like, no? No. Practice a lot? I, I'm upset. Music is my medicine. Because so. that wasn't like the first time you did that. No. <laughs> right, right. No. That was amazing. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. Um, do you put your work out at all? This is just really for you. It's really just for me. I, um, yeah, I, um, I, I, I volunteer at a, at a ayahuasca church. And so part of, part of my work there is, um, holding space with music. So I'll play, during ceremonies, I'll play different songs and things or, you know, just vocalize or I do singing bowls or, you know, the shruti or, you know, whatever. Absolutely. Just to kind of keep the vibe, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, music just for the love of music, you know, in, in everything I've ever had to do, I've had to completely cash in whatever skills I yeah. have. Mm -hmm. And I, I play bass. Oh, cool. Only for me. Yeah. Oh, my kids, my wife. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't want to 
that my joke is that when I'm 70, I'll be a blues man. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll do it. Right. <laughs> but until then, it's just, you know, and then you get, and then you share it. Yeah. Which is, and, and you know, in that environment must be. It feels really good to share it. It feels really good for it to not, for it to not be an obligation. You know, like I don't have to do this to survive. Like I, I, I do it and it helps me survive. Yeah. Like yeah. it's what gets me through. It's gotten me through a lot in life, you know. Like I said, it's it's my medicine. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, it's it's not getting into into what you're saying about, about medicine for yourself. Any type of creative outlet, any of that, is 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 a huge help in healing a multitude mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I say that art just keeps the the voices quiet. It's true. It keeps you yeah. calm for a while. When you start spiraling, I have a anxiety disorder. And um, when the spiraling starts to happen, if I catch it, like, I know I can, like, control it now. You know, I can get myself out of that situation. Even just, like, humming to myself or, like, finding myself back in that space of that. A specific song or, you know, just a feeling. Music is very emotive. It, it conjures so many emotions and memories and... You know, this song that I just played for you, it's a, it's, it's a love song. Yeah. But to me, it's, it's a meditation because the way I hear it, it's, it's a song from dedicated to and from who I've been to who I am to who I'm becoming. Right. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, like, I'm actually kind of amazing. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize that. Right. And we're still like every day it's like, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle to remind yourself, to remind ourselves that we're fucking awesome. You know? Yeah, you have to. The world to. beats us down and, you know, our obligations and, and society and just, you have to fit in this box or you have to do this certain thing or you have to be this way. And we think that just who we are isn't enough. And um, that's a lie. No, yeah, You know? So those moments when you, when you remember, oh shit, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm something special we're something special, you know, that's, that's valuable to hold on to. And I, I try to, I try to do that and I try to set that example as much as I can. Well, you're definitely doing it. (laughs) (laughs) You are definitely doing it. Um, it's to me, like, so when I do certain segments on, on, on the podcast to like dig really last season was about life interrupting events. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of those yeah, and a lot of healing that I always need in many different aspects of, of health. Yeah. And, um, when I need to really access like a hurtful moment or very intense time period, it's always locked to a certain song. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's not always like the song you want to pick, right? You don't always have choice (laughs) over it, you know? Um, so, so for me, in, in one of the things I did was, a um, just like a pill uh-huh. by, um, and I'm going to completely forget it was from the nineties, two thousands, around the, Chris, like the Christina pill. Aguilera time. Um, uh-huh. what the hell's her name? Very strong woman. The whole, the whole Britney Spears time. She was like the opposite. Completely. Just like a, a, just like bitter a little pill. No, 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 no. Not, not bitter little pill. Right? I was gonna almost say that by mistake. Um, God damn. Okay, Google. 
played just like a pill. Let's see if we just get the name real quick. No, that's like Pink. Oh, Pink. Yeah, I fucking love that woman. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this song, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> this song, I, I can deeply delve into all the different layers of that time period. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and you know, I, I even explained this when I did that segment, is, is how powerful music is to, to mark time, yeah. to heal yourself, meditation. Uh-huh. You know, meditation yeah. isn't just that one image of meditation. No, there's so many. Yeah, people think, oh, I don't know how to meditate. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you, do. you meditate when you're sewing. You meditate when you're making your eggs in the morning. You know what I mean? Like any little moment that we have to be still and be with ourselves, that's that's a moment of meditation, you know? You know, and some people that's working out. Yeah, some, absolutely. Some people that's building things. Yeah. Some people that's, and it's not defined, and it shouldn't be. Uh -huh. I mean, there's certain things that work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, large groups of people have been doing it for thousands of years. Absolutely. Um, but this is modern times. You don't you don't have that time. You know, sometimes just a breath. Yeah. Yeah. Just to recenter. And then it, you know, learning skills like playing guitar or or yeah, Luke Alley, I'm not gonna say it right. Um, <laughs> those repetitive skills linking your mind to your body uh -huh. are extremely therapeutic. Yeah. So good. Uh, would you would you like to shout out the church that you work with? Or is that like a uh, privacey type place? Yeah, it's kind of a private place. I can't say we're in we're in Joshua Tree, um, but yeah, we, we try not to be too like, you know, those who need to find us will find us. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someplace I'll be knocking on the door at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that something also that, 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 that you partake in is ayahuasca yeah. and that type of I, thing? Uh, I, 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 I lost my husband several years ago Sorry. and, um, well, I mean, I didn't like lose him. He didn't like well, you, it, get lost in the dryer or anything. <laughs> you know, he passed away, right. um, several years ago and, and I, that set me into a really dark spiral and, uh, I found this church. I found the circle and it changed everything for me. Uh, it changed everything for me. I was able, I was dealing with a lot of guilt and, and um, you know, feelings of, you know, did I do enough? Was I, was I there enough? What could I have done different to help him? And uh, going through this process, you know, you really, you really see things a bit clearer. I did anyway. For me, it was a very waking up moment, you know? Um, and I, I felt him there. I felt him there. They call her the, you know, the plant of the dead because she will oftentimes, she will bring you your, your deceased. And, um, I felt him there and I felt his presence and I felt his gratitude and his love for me. And, you know, the, just all the shit that we went through, you know, he was sick for a long time. And that, um, that wears you down too. Yeah. Also, besides what he was going through. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this church and the people there, the community that that's been built around around this this place is is um, very healing it's been very strengthening for me um, a lot of that self-appreciation a lot of that um, the strength that I have now is was was sparked there yeah I'm sure I would have gotten here eventually but you know this was this was major for me I needed it at that moment and it was exactly the right thing
Yeah. And so now, you know, a few years later, I'm, I'm serving there and I, I'm one of the guardians there and I hold space for others to come and have that experience, you know, which feels really good to me to be able to help people through their traumas, through their grief, through their anxieties, through their addictions and all the things that we as humans go through. You know, it's really, for me, it's very empowering to witness and to help people in that way. I've found in in my experiences, if you truly want to understand something, you need to teach it. You need, you need to be part of the whole process. Yeah. It's, it's one thing to be a participant. Mm -hmm. It's another one to to do. I still really consider myself a participant. I would never say that I'm a, I would never take that title of, of teacher. I, I'm, I learn so much from everybody that comes, you know, and I'm still working on my own shit. You know, I, I don't put me on a pedestal. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm just as messed up as everybody else, you know? And I, but I think that's what helps, right? Like the, the medicine woman that, that runs this, this place, the first time that I came, you know, I was expecting like this high and mighty, like this, I don't know what I was expecting, this shaman, like whatever, shrouded in mystery. And she walks in and she's rolling a cigarette and just sitting there, she's like shooting the shit with her. And I was like, oh, okay. This is all, this is divine. Like this, this is, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be like some, I grew up Mormon and in the Mormon church, like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like it was very, everything, you know, the people up on the altar were like this, like untouchable, perfect, you know, unattainable thing. And And, and and here, here walks in a human. Exactly. Right. So attainable, so relatable, so human. You know, with her own problems and her own stories to share, which she does. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no, I don't know. It's just, it feels real to me. And it, and in seeing that example from her, it's like, oh, well, I can do my work and, and I can, I don't have to be perfect to, to be something, to be myself and to be well. I don't have to be perfect to be well. You know, like I can be a little messed up. We're all a little messed up. We, we're all. We all go through our cycles, you know, and, and there's no such thing as like, I've reached it, I've done my shit, and now I'm good. No. I think if that ever happened, if, if, if I was ever like, okay, I'm fucking perfect now, whoop, I ascend and I'm dead and that's it, I'm done. On to the next thing. But as long as I'm on this plane, like, there's always something to learn. There's always things to improve and, and get better at and to be humbled by and you know what I mean? Like there's lots to learn. So life should be a continuous moment of that wake up. <gasps> Whoa, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Oh shit. Now what do I do? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's, it's changing your lenses. It's Absolutely. growing. It's, it's finding paths. Yeah. It's not just yeah, one yeah. path. Because that path doesn't go very far all the time. And you know, you choose that path and and halfway down, you're like, you know what? That's not my path. You hop off and you find another path and it's okay. Like sometimes I think we feel like we we start down a road and we get tied into that road. Like I have to do this now. It's like, no, no, you don't. (laughs) Do what feels right. As long as you're not hurting anybody or yourself, do what fucking feels right. Enjoy life. Enjoy yourself. You know, help people. Randomly give. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I randomly do nice things for people. 
yeah. at the most unexpected times, just uh-huh. randomly, and they look at you like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. this happened to me last week. I, I, I put stickers on the city bikes to advertise uh-huh. a podcast. This guy comes over, he's smashing the bike, smashing the bike, freaking out. I'm like, buddy, you need a, you're okay? Like, you need a hand? Oh, I've been doing this for, all right, like, let me let me try. I, I stop what I'm doing. He's just looking at me. I'm like, he's like, you, I'm like, no, I have nothing to do with this. Yeah. I, I'm actually kind of, like, breaking some rules here, but I, I'll stop <laughs> doing that for a minute. And 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 then, like, I, he's like, I don't know who to call. I'm like, buddy, the phone number's right here. Yeah. Because he was just freaking out. Yeah. And, and after, like, 10 minutes, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, here's a sticker on my podcast. He's like, thanks for helping me, you know, and he's giving me some stuff to smoke and it's not working and he's on the phone now. So I go to my car, I come back, I'm like, here, buddy, just, just take five minutes. Just just stand here and smoke while you're on hold. Let's just, (laughs) let's just breathe and take a, he's like, yeah, my day was going all sideways. I'm like, no problem. I can't be here all day, but you know, I'll hang out for five minutes. And then at the end of it, like, we went to shake hands and then fish, and then we kind of hugged, and I'm like, oh, yeah. we're fucking friends now? What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, and he's laughing. I'm like, God damn it. Like, you got my information. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just That's random, awesome. you know, yeah. it, and it's it important. means so much more. Yeah. Especially when there's nothing expected. You know, our, our society, we're so transactional. You know, we do things because we're going to get something, you know, and, and that's what's expected. But when you do things just because... It means more. Yeah, um, just absolutely. It, it's not for and it God. It's surprising for people. Yeah, it's not yeah. for God, for no. country, for me, for you. It's just, oh, I think I can help you here for yeah. a second. Like, I got this for you, you know? Yeah. It's human. It's decent. It's just being human. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what I keep spreading around. Let's see if that works. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. it. It was funny. One day, some, um, like, Orthodox Jewish rabbi was talking to me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm almost done. I was charging the car. He's asking me about the car. Like, and at the end of the conversation, he's like, yeah, I'm just heading that way. I'm like, well, I'm going that way, too. I'll give you a ride. He's like, I'll give you some money. I'm like, I'm going that way anyway. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's opposite of what I would normally do. It'd be like, I'll see you later. Good luck. You yeah. know? And I was just like, <laughs> like, the conversation's really good. You want 10 more minutes of the conversation? Yeah. And I'm going that Let's way anyway. He jumps in. This is before the podcast or anything. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was just, it was just yeah. truly for some the switch in my head that usually says fuck everybody yeah. <laughs> it just didn't go yeah and then i was just like let's see where this fucking goes you know <laughs> awesome you know but it's it, it it's great just to be human and see the humanity in other people yeah and what i love about humanity is the imperfections uh huh you know, it's, it's, you know, when I, when I make art, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for imperfections. Yeah. Because that's where all the good shit is. That's where all the good, that's where the emotion is. That, yeah. That's, that's where the pain yeah. and the ecstasy is. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's where life is. Yeah. You know, in, in that void. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of people that, that, that don't know they're on a journey. You know, right. and they get lost, yeah. and it's good for there to be, you know, other ways. Yeah, interruptions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one interruption after another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what kind of um, what what is your work like? What do you do? I'm a makeup artist. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like um, like 
weddings, like no, special I do mostly television at this point. Yeah, oh, cool. commercials and television. Yeah, good paying gig. I'm, you know, I'm not <laughs> complaining. Good. No, I'm well, a very, because you're I'm amazing. A very lucky person to be able to do what I do. I am not college educated or anything like that, but I'm able to to survive and thrive and support myself and my family and yeah. Well, I'm a lucky man. <laughs> it's good to see that. Yeah. You know, my new thing is is I'll express a negative thing going on and then immediately be like, no one's trying to blow me up. Right. <laughs> There's some food yeah. in the refrigerator. The Everything's okay. The heat's on. Breathe. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. sometimes I don't have hot water, but <laughs> sometimes I have hot water. But, you know... For, for quite a few weeks um, in the city, you know, it was it was it was like people would complain, and then the general consensus was just like, "But I'm not in Ukraine." Right. It's like check yourself for a second. Yeah. Like just yeah 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 I'm bitching bitching bitching, but fuck man. It's all good actually. Actually, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. But you know. Um, the world's a place of constant change. Yeah. And it's important to realize how important you are. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. somebody came into the car recently and was like, oh, you're in New York City. You must get a lot of interesting people. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Everybody's interesting. Everybody. There's you just got to get them to talk. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I don't know. You don't expect me. I, I don't know who I'm picking up. Right. Right. Like, and... I'm looking for real. Yeah. Just for real people to hear. Yeah. That there's these real people out here with the same problems, the same dysfunctions, uh -huh. the same cracks and hopelessness and loneliness and anxiety and loss and just breathe. Yeah. I do. You've said that a few times. Just breathe. Just. It's so important. Oh, I, I say that to that. a lot of people yeah. all the time. Just breathe. breathe. Just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I a couple years ago I became a diver. Uh, a I, diver. I, yeah, like under the water and shit. Wow. I, I do whatever frightens me the most. Yeah. Podcast frightens me the most. Yeah. So when you're underwater and I'm panicking the whole time. Yeah. Like oh I'm my not. God. I'm not cool. Yeah. I'm panic. I'm. <laughs> but you have to just. When I was much younger, I had to be a costume character, like a clown. Uh huh. So I had to be in these big, heavy costumes, sweating, and, and oh you can't God. panic. Yeah. So you have to find this calm to, to change your body temperature. So now take that to a more extreme thing where you're underwater. Oh my God. Crushing the world, yeah. you know. Um, and and what they teach you is breathing. Yeah. If you have a breath, you can deal with the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oxygen is important. <laughs> That's why I don't want to go to Mars because right. no matter how bad it's here, I got air. We got air. I got air. If yeah. some, my house got a leak and the my window breaks, no worries. I still got air. I still got air. <laughs> when you get out of this car, there's gonna be some fucking air. Yeah. <laughs> So no matter how fucked up this place is, holy yeah. shit, we got air. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We've got air. <laughs> it's 
could be the new Michael. That's a good baseline. That's a good, like. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, that's air. what it is, right? You wake air. up in the morning. I've got air. I've got air. It doesn't matter. No matter what happens from that point on, as long as my heart is beating. Yeah. I got the air I need. I got the air. That's it. <laughs> and we're all just standing around in it, taking it for granted. Right. But, you know, there's oh my gosh. air, you know. You're a funny man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It was a pleasure meeting you. Likewise. Thank I, you. I would love to tell people to listen to your music. They'll have this opportunity to, and I'm going to keep this song uh, as a private thing also. Sure. Because I don't want this song to be lost somewhere. <laughs> you, it was an amazing performance. And, um, you know, like, I don't know you, but I feel like I know you a little bit better <laughs> just from that song. Thank you. <laughs> More from Marcos? Yes. Candy, if you like, cell phone charges back there. Yeah. If you need, you have a chance of winning prizes on the top. Thank you. You want the tunnel, right? Uh, I'm not. I'm just trying to get to work. <laughs> like, I don't really know where it is. Oh. What time are you going to be at work? I don't know. I, um, so I work at Starbucks, right? Right. And they give us 20 rides every, every month. But you can only go to your store. Mm. So I'm, I'm covering at the Royal Trade Center. So this would allow me to get the train, the one train that's right there, and then I can just go to that location. But I can only go to my store. Gotcha. All right. So it's fun. <laughs> it's like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Like, why, why do you care what Starbucks I go to? Right. It's the same business. Because you're still going to work. I'm still going to work. They just sent you some different spot today. Yes. Yeah. But you can't go there. Exactly. I can't take this <laughs> ride there. I can only take it to my location <laughs> to get the the rewards but you still pay like they only give you twenty dollars oh and you pay depending on how far you are you pay the rest i got you. unfortunately i live in coney island yeah so 20 I'm, bucks doesn't do shit yeah so yeah. i don't really benefit i mean i benefit right it's, it takes anything. 20 bucks off i rather metro card at the end of the day but you know i don't know why they can't just give you a monthly metro it's cheaper than the rides yeah because 20 times 20 is Two hundred dollars in fucking in know, met four hundred dollars in metro card shit, right? And the metro is one uh, one thirty a month. Yeah, it'd be like half right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like I, I understand because it's more for the morning people, the people who who really work at night. Right, right. right? So it's just the opportunity, like, hey, look, we understand. We'll give you twenty dollars. And as a business, they do give out a lot. They have a lot of benefits. So you know, I can't really complain. They be like. I'd rather the Metro. I mean, maybe a choice, right? For the a some, choice then, right, right. Yo, let me sub out. Because in a Metro card, I still got to pay a cab and the Metro. Because it's not like I'm always taking this guy. Right. And now you still have to take the train. And I still got to take the train. 
but it's like two stops, but it's still like. Uh... All right, so this is telling me with the toll, which is six bucks, it's going to be thirty minutes. Without the toll, it'll probably be like thirty-five minutes. So you want to do the not toll? Yeah, not toll. Okay. I work at six thirty. So, like I said, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, well, I just don't want to make sure you get ripped off. That's no, 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 I got you. <laughs> I'm just saying, in the sense of like. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I get it. Company does everything weird. Well, it's probably some bullshit. Like every other place in the country is not like this. Mm-hmm. They don't all have the subway. They got a deal, right? So it's understandable. It's not like they're just like, hey, look, how would you give us more money? <laughs> no, they're here with the twenty dollars. They probably do a little discount to the company. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They you know, they yeah. sure. I'm sure there's something there. It was a couple years ago. One of the rewards or bonuses we got was like. Couple, a couple of days throughout the year, if you did a certain amount of things, each bunch of rides, you got like a free coffee at summer. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, that's kind of like stupid, but I kind of could use that. It was something, it right? It was like, nice, right? It was like, I think now it's just, <laughs> I think it's just more appreciation in, in the sense, right? I, I do have to appreciate them even giving me Right. So I, I gotta look at it that way. I'm not, I don't really try to look at it the other way because it's just like, then I, I would always get annoyed, right? Like, oh, I still got to pay. I said, it was like, damn, you're still getting something. Then you become that person, like, oh, that's always complaining and, and never understanding, like, oh, just appreciate even the little things. Like, this is so little, but this is something. For other people, they live closer, right? Right. That $20 is perfect. Saved. Oh, I pay $1 sometimes. I'd be like, right. oh, I hate you. <laughs> like, oh, I'll pay $1. Oh, nice. But sometimes for me, it'll be... You know, they have the peaks, right? Yeah, right, right. So right. those busy times, it'll still boost up to like 60, even with that $20 off. It's like, oh, I'm, what am I paying? <laughs> well, you got to find a Starbucks to move to that's within Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you need. No, you could be in whatever district it is, and you can just sign. But mine's is really good, though. Because uh, it's a um, mobile store. So you order, just go in. I mean, most Starbucks you can actually order in, but this is more, the, there's no seating, no bathroom. So it's more direct to just coming in, you're ordering, have okay. this still customer experience. And then right. you go about your day, you go to work. And I think that's what that Starbucks needs in a sense of a business aspect. Right? Because their goal is to like, just be part of the community, which is, which is what most companies should do. But... As a business, right? It's like if you're gonna cater to every single person in New York City, it's too much. Right. Having a bathroom for everybody. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy because having seating for everybody. Well, yeah, come down, come see, but everybody, anybody, anybody, you just go in there, sit down. Right. Well, that that's not enough room. There's no business has that space for. Um, and that's what flocks everyone to go there to use, you know. Uh, the problem with the bathroom thing in the city is that there's no bathrooms. That's a city thing, too. That's not even... But it would create more jobs, right? You would have to create the bathroom, create someone to go clean those bathrooms. And that's not even that hard. It's just maintenance, like maintaining. Nah, people hey, fuck bathrooms up. Yeah, but if, you, <laughs> if I'm assholes. there eight hours and I'm asked to go check the bathroom every 30 minutes, right. I don't think those bathrooms are going to be so depleted to the point where I can't... I can't even go in, like, dude, I can't do this job. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, no, that's, 
I'm not saying people won't disrespect it, but that's why we got different shifts. <laughs> a lot right? can happen in 30 minutes, though, Yes, dude. yes, but that's why we got different shifts. Like, hey, man, it's your turn, man. Now, you go, man, let me do this, but... I have seen some horrific yeah. bathrooms in my life. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure. I've cleaned a few of them, so... No, no, nobody's cleaned the horrific ones I've seen. <laughs> Nobody say, no, 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 you those. can't clean this one. No, you, you can't just, clean you it. You just lock it, and you say closed. A fire <laughs> might help. I'm not sure. Put some wooden planks outside. Please don't go in. <laughs> These people are like, please, can I still use it? People still say, yo, can I, I, I'm just going to wash my hands. Dude, <laughs> I've, 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 I've seen a Porta John, hmm. right, where the pile of shit extended out of the hole. So people were just... Uh, no, no, no. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It was above. So that means the so last few people that shit were not only squatting, standing on the seat, but they had to clear this pile. That, it, it, it's like, <laughs> you know. They had to make sure to squat over the pile and not even touch it. Right, and the Still pile's getting busy. wide. Still do that? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. That's, no, that's the same person, dude. No. That's the same person making every art. Every day? Yes. <laughs> and no one ever cleans yes, it? Yes, yes. That's the same person making art every day. Yeah. Because there's no way you're telling me a human being, a regular person, is going to look at that and go, all right, let's do it. No, like, there's no way. That's the same person going every single time. He's like, this is my masterpiece. <laughs> I know a lot of people do a lot of crazy shit, but this is mine. I, he would need help to get that height. No, man, he's a professional. He's a professional. You think artists need help to do art? <laughs> no, they just do it. Come on, man. You think they just have, hey, you mind if I use a few brushes? No, they use their fingers, right? So, you're telling me. Yeah, the there might be some there. finger use there. I yeah, mean, you know. <laughs> he needs some outside talent. There's no my way. Man is out there. He's, he, he's going to die then. No, he's eating. He's eating good. Eating you good. can see he's eating Fiber. good. Yes, you can. You can Bales of hay. You saw how much fiber he had. Yeah. I saw everything that everybody had. He's out eight hours a day. He got enough. He got enough time to be making it, ask some food, coming back. He must right, be part cow. And all we know, he's probably a businessman. We're over here talking about he's homeless. For all we know, he's a businessman in the suit. Go every day to Wall Street. I guarantee it. Right. Gets the money. Goes home. All right. Takes some giant back, shit and pork back, cab drivers stuff. Does his uh, daily jog. <laughs> finds his uh, <laughs> finds his secret porta potty. Like, All right, here we go. Like, there's no way they're gonna, you're gonna think this guy. He comes out still with like the, with the full gel yeah, back suit, hair, old 80s and shit. <laughs> comes out with a, 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 a 50 pound cell phone. Oh look, honey, he used the bathroom. Go check. <laughs> you go there. Ah, there's no way. <laughs> See. Life, right? Some pretty bad ones. <laughs> I mean, that's it's bad, but <laughs> that's life, right? Yeah, that's it. Life in New York. Well, yeah, if you're in the woods, you don't have any problems. <laughs> you just dig a hole. Dig a hole, grab a uh, poison <laughs> ivy. That's usually what they grab by accident. That's what the story says. But um, in the city, is somewhere that I find myself working a lot, you know? So that's why I find myself always taking these cabs, but eh, for the most part, like I was going back to how Starbucks does for us, they do a lot. 
I like how we went from Starbucks to that whole conversation of poop. <laughs> so I was trying to just bring it back. Yeah, Starbucks, right back to Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks does a lot for us. Starbucks is wonderful. Oh, thanks for this twenty bucks. Yeah, I gotta yeah. now for this review. I gotta make sure I write that uh, lift survey. Thank you guys for the twenty dollars you give us every uh, month. It's amazing. Thank you for the experience. Love, Marcos. <laughs> Oh, thanks for the combo, man. My mind went everywhere because you definitely woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, now my mouth is parched. You said you had candy, right? Yeah, this is all over here. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you're the second Starbucks employee this morning. Mm. They wake up pretty early. I'm not a more. I'm not a. So I pick up a lot of shifts because I, tr I always try to make a, a certain amount of hours. Right. And that's what I kind of enjoy from Starbucks is that they allow you to go over the 40. They allow you to go help other businesses if they are willing to pay you. Oh, that's great. And most of the time they are because, you know, it's all the kids. I'm 34. I'm not a kid, but I'm also, I don't think of myself as a grown old person, but you see a lot of these young people that come in, you know, they call out, they get sick, and it's understandable. I'm someone already who has to get the money, right? So I can't really be, I take care of myself, but I can't really be like super sick and be like, oh, I'm not gonna go. Or just simple things that they just wanna call out because they wanna go out. They wanna, and, I, and it's understandable. They're kids, that's what it is. And that allows me to pick up those hours. Right. So I'll be pushing like 60 nice. if I can. Well, it make, makes the job more feasible for you. Yes. Yeah. And my location, as I was talking about, is mobile. It allows me to kind of be smoother, in a sense, because it's not as busy as right. uh, Starbucks with seating and bathroom. And I, I, I'm throwing in bathroom because that's what it brings the attention to the crowd, right? I'm just trying to give you the visual of how much people come in. Oh, dude, no, I know how the city is. <coughs> No, I, well, of course, of course, yeah, right? No, no, but like I, I've been, I worked as a doorman in the city. Oh, like yeah, I've, so I've you know. worked in the city for years. There's many different things. Right, so, so I, especially like pre-pandemic, I know how that shit is. It's like all right, it's, <laughs> right. it's intense. So yeah, this <laughs> allows me to pick up those these locations that I know. Not that I know, but you know they're gonna call out on Fridays, on Saturdays, Sundays. That allows me to pick up these hours. Dude, that's smart. So. That's something that other businesses won't, won't let you do. And it's like, you would rather another store suffer because you don't want to pay someone OT, but you're like a billion dollar company. Yeah, dude, the, that's what all these fast food jobs do now. Like all, all these little places, they won't work, you work, yeah, let you work to, over 25 hours, 30 hours. And it's crazy. Oh, you're part-time or you sign up for part-time? Well, so full-time to them is 35 hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. It's crazy. And they try to spread it out <clears throat> five days. Right. <clears throat> so you can't get a second job because all your time is being eaten up by the stupid job that doesn't pay you enough. And they give you middays. Right. Or nighttime. And the nighttime is still like, uh, it's like, all right. But that's why I pick my schedule from certain time to certain time. And then I can do something like this where <clears throat> I will go in 6 to 11 then go to my location from like 12 to 6 because my location closes early too but these 6 hours now I did 12 in one day 
No, dude, yo, you totally figured it out. Right? So it's smoother for me, too. Yeah, because, right. yeah, um, you can say, yo, but you're working 60, but they're not hard 60. Right, right. No, I got you. It's a relaxed six and a, and a okay, like, because I already know what I'm doing, right? So it's a okay, whatever I go, whatever location I'm going, even if I go to a new location, you know, they, they'll be like, where you want to go? Oh, I'm okay at the register. You know, like, shit that I, I'm just saying there. Hey, welcome, 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 welcome. Okay, I got to go. Go to my location. So I mastered this already. But it sucks that other, you know, like we were talking about other businesses, you can't do it. They won't let you pass 40. And they, if you do, it's an issue. It's like, all right, that's it. I mean, I'm going to make sure I'm getting this money. And these guys, I don't know what it is about this generation. That's what they say about the generation before us, no, no. before that, before that. But getting money, though, I was always brought up to, to make sure, hey, get this money. Yeah. They, they're not, they're willing to just work to pay their phone bill. You know? It's like, they're not even thinking about the, uh, yeah, the, the, I know what you're saying. This is what I <laughs> said about it. They're not thinking that, about the it, future. It's a, yeah, it's the same, but it is worse. But it's not new. No. It's a cycle of life. It's all the same. And you got to realize these kids are going to live really long lives. So, like, I'm 45 now. When I was 14, I left home and I went out into the world and I was working and I did all this shit because, you know, like, there's not that much time. But these kids are going to live 100 years. So they're not going to start their life till 25. They get to be kids longer, you know? Because they're living a safer life. Right. Which is what every generation before them wanted. So now you fucking got it. <laughs> but that's not true. Like, so but, like, not, but is that bad? Right? Because it's like... It's just a different. Yeah, it's different. Because back then, we were having kids at 14. Having kids at 13. Right? When, whenever that female... Right. At that time, for that for that time... Right. Was Two, able three, hundred years ago. A hundred years was ago. Was able to breed? Right. That was when the, the life started. And it you was were like, an old maid if you weren't married by the time you were like 14. But whoa, you don't have a kid yet? You're right. Ew, gross. What's wrong with you? Right. So I can imagine now, you grow up, you, I don't want to, I'm 35 and I don't want a kid. Right. You, you can have a, you can start I having kids at 30, 40 years old. But you think about like, damn, now it's the kid's life, right? Because mm -hmm. now I'll be working for him. I'm working for my future, but now, and if I have a kid, now, now that's another, I don't want to say bill, but it is. Yeah, well. That's a life bill. Right. <laughs> that's life insurance that you buy forever. You can't get out of that one. Even when they're grown up, you're still going to have a, oh, come on, help me back. So, it's scary too, because they're not having kids, but that's not true. Apparently, they, they, we are having kids. Yeah, and, <clears throat> you know, like, we've got, like, way too many people, mm -hmm. so if we mm -hmm. just slow down fucking just a little bit, mm -hmm. I think we'll be okay. That's hard, man. Well, well, we have things to stop, you know, consequences, <laughs> you know, more birth control for a while. We're not talking about that birth control for men, so some people are going to take that. I can see that happening. Birth control for women, too, is, it just changes them a lot. Yeah, that's why there's condoms. It doesn't change anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, some people look at condoms like, oh, like, I don't feel nothing, blah, blah, blah. And then it's still it's the cycle. It doesn't matter. You're still going to have people, they're going to do certain things percentage-wise. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. 
People are going to have fucking kids. People are going to use condoms. Well, just the, look the at it this way. Like, before there, be there was injection. condoms, there was nothing. Yeah. There was no option. There was no choice. You but, had, but we were also not so close to each other. What? To, well, back then, right? If we were on ships, we would have to go to another land to just breed outside of ourselves. And if we were well, together... Was we before. Yeah, let's get these women and, you know, but when you go back home, you were still going to little farms. Now, I can go down the street and have sex with any, I can impregnate so many women if I really want to, if you think about it. Let's be honest. Now compared to then? Well, yes, because it's all available how, what I can do and where I can go. Yeah. Right. I can be a scumbag and just pretend to love someone who really thinks I care Pregnate them, go do same thing, and and this could be my life. No, nah, there's, there's you. people. <laughs> yeah. You son, what are you doing? No, right, then, no, but like back then, you you could do that, and there's no repercussions. There's nobody coming after you for child support. Well, yes. <laughs> now you do that. But I, I'm just trying to state <laughs> there are repercussions now because that's how they get you to stop trying to do shit like that. Right. But you, you can't tell me there's not someone out there doing that. Of course there is. That's what I'm saying. This, so, so this is a cycle. Like, it doesn't matter what we do. Someone is going to be out there doing the same thing over and over again. Same thing with the youth, right? They want to call out. I'll get their jobs. I'll get their hours. Well, that's the thing is to be to be at a level where you see the opportunity where everybody else is dropping the ball. Mm. Look, dude, that's how I do this job. I work 12 hours sometimes, but I make the, mo- I make the most money I can. Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're not just out here bullshitting for 12 hours. Yeah, like, I'm making money the whole time, otherwise I go home. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if I'm not making the money, it's not worth for me to do it. So, are you trying to say that there's more percentage of people that look at the opportunities now? Because I feel like oh, now there's a percentage of people that don't look at the opportunities. Cause it's always been that way. Always? You yeah, sure? it's always been that way. But because if we're talking about how... Now the youth, right, have to be around 25 to actually start their life. What opportunities are they looking at? Because they're just skipping everything. Because, all right, so so I'm second generation to America, right? Mm-hmm. So I was raised by immigrants. Nobody I knew spoke English. <laughs> and, like, the people that I meet today that are second generation, first generation kids that are they're hungry. They will take all the opportunities because all the American kids are just chilling. Right? That's and then so there that that's that's the, the, the that, but I think that's always kind of been the way it's been. Yeah, whoever's hungriest is going to figure it out. Because they're the ones that are, who are out there multitasking and learning these skills. They're doing it. They're getting a life experience. The ones who just get it, they don't they don't get. They just get. Oh, this I've always gotten this. They don't know how different it is anywhere else. Right. So like twenty years ago, no, I'm sorry. Let's say thirty years ago, every pizzeria in in Brooklyn had like an Italian lineage to it, right? Mm -hmm. It was opened by an Italian guy, his son was the next guy, and it was like a job to have, right? (coughs) And then all of a sudden the kids didn't want to do that job anymore. So they started bringing in like, you know, Mexican guys to learn how to make pizza, Mm -hmm. right? And that was cheaper labor. Dude, you know who owns the pizzerias now? Mexican guys, because they learned how to make fucking pizza. Hey, we can fucking do this. We don't need the Italian guy anymore. They bought him out when they left, and now it's a Mexican guy making pizza. They saw the opportunity. 
They're like, fuck it. We don't, we don't need to do this. We can do this. We can do this. Just making fucking pizza. Any idiot can make pizza. So, <laughs> oven. Wait, I just got to buy the oven? Right. That's really all it is. You get a place with an oven. Fucking put the pizza dough in there and come out. But no, but they buy out the guy when he retires. Oh, even better. Right, the whole the business said, is there. I already know. Papi, I already know how to do this, okay? Right, Look. my name's Tony now. You have, <laughs> you got no kids? My name's Tony. Right, I'm Tony Okay, now. I'm Tony now. <laughs> you call me Tony for 40 years anyway. <laughs> Fuck, damn. Hey, what's this guy's name in the back? Hey, Tony, come here, man. Yeah, everybody's name becomes Tony after yeah. a while. He's like, nah, I'm buying your shit. No, I can see that. And that's, that's a good point. Look, so everybody's saying about all the um, the South American people that just got shipped in, mm-hmm. dude. That's 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 now the next wave of, 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 of hard fucking working workers. people. Yeah. They, they're gonna fucking make it here, no matter what. And that's great. Let's see how we can help them, and they build the country up better too. It's the it's the people with those egos, man. They they think that we do everything like Amer- like um, it's the Americans. Like you, you understand that immig- immigrants are the ones that are the backbone, right? They're the ones that work the fucking jobs that you don't want to goddamn work. The the person that's always like, oh, you sure it's not my son doing? No, your son is. You're sending your son to do some other bullshit to fucking scheme, right? right. You send your, your your son to go to Wall Street and fucking learn these numbers. You're not sending your son to fucking go to work at Burger King to make sure that your son when he's on his fucking lunch goes there and eats you know like they don't see that like who do you think is feeding you like it's a chef it's the guy in the back the chef he's the one that has fucking two kids busting his ass giving you something it's the the bus driver that has to wake up fucking does do the crazy it's you right they have to be here driving me to work these little things they don't see that they think Americans we do everything Americans no don't bring no one in like my mom Immigrant. Right. Talking about, doesn't like this whole thing about immigrants coming. I'm like, what? I'm like, mom, listen to what you're saying. If, right. If our grandfather and their brothers didn't fucking swim through this fucking river and almost die to come here, you're telling me, like, you have the, auda- like, the audacity to say that because you've lived here already, to say that Im- immigrants shouldn't come here. It's they're, fucking they're, nuts. They're running from nightmares. If it was nice to stay there, they wouldn't be fucking coming here. It's like, why do you think parents? <laughs> like, why do you think your parents came here? How can you say that? When when I heard her say that, I was I was looking. I was so shocked. I was like, no, no way, you're fucking saying this right now. Like, yes, they should definitely come here. What are we talking about? If 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 it's that fucking crazy, how can we just leave them? Right. It's like we all we live on the planet. The, you know, this fucking space. Dallas is is a fucking empty ass city. Isn't it like dying? There's like fucking buildings that are empty to shit. They don't all have to go to the same. What? Everyone have to come to New York. Everyone has to go to Texas. Everyone has, fucking said, let, let's make these opportunities. Well, I think what they, I think the point. I don't think they're right what they're doing. They're just shipping people up oh, no, here no. and tricking them and shit, right? No, no, no. It, but I know, think there's... there's a message that we're not hearing up here. Mm. This is what it feels like in the southern states when these people are just coming over the border. Here, we're just gonna drop them on you like they get dropped on us. Okay. Because I don't think we show, I don't, I think, I think they're assholes, <laughs> but this Magnum movement and all these things that are happening, we're not listening to each other. Mm-mm. We're not at all. And the Magnum movement is about all these people being worried about all the future jobs, taking away their jobs, taking away their cars, taking away their way of life. And they're freaking the fuck out because there's no other opportunities for them. 
And then all of a sudden, all these other people are coming and taking all the little jobs. I, I think we need to listen a little bit. And I think they need to listen a lot. <laughs> but, you know, like, I think they're freaking the fuck out. And, you know, maybe the people should be looking at this like, fuck, how, we need to, as a country, organize this better. Make it so that these states that are on the border aren't just getting pounded all the time. What's the right way to deal with, like, Ellis Island, right? Ellis Island was a fucking nightmare, but everybody had to go through it. There was a process. And then you got spread out. You know, like, there's no system to make this work better for anybody. Because it's too much just dumping of people. Right. Dude, yeah, I, I saw, like, a South American family sitting on, um, by a, 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 a Broadway play. Two little twin boys, like, two little fucking, like, five-year-olds. And they're just sitting there scared. Just sitting there, like, what the fuck? I can't imagine the trip they took to get here. Mm -hmm. To just be like, what do we do now? Like, happily just sitting there, like, nibbling on some shit. <laughs> you know? But then would you... Then would you say that's the survival of the fittest? Yeah. Because nothing was given to anyone. Nope. Unfortunately, what we're looking at is... It's sad, and... and you know, you want to do something, but it's like, damn, I'm one person to all these nine mil. How, do, how can I convince all these people? Right. Yes, you can get, you can become that person, but that's like a goal. You know what I'm saying? To become that person is like, that's some dedication that a, only a hand selected of people are meant to be that. No matter how deep you want to be that person, that person is that person, right? And I'm not that person. And I have to respect myself for that. Like, that's not me. But you see stuff like that, it's like, Oh, you know, those kids are going to be the ones ru ruling the world because they had to go through that. They had, they, they're not going to forget. But like, nah, I remember being on Broadway, look, looking at the, at these people, looking at all these. Yeah. Lights. One of those kids just decided while they were sitting there, I'm going to be part of this world. Yeah. And then, yeah. but that's, that's every story in America. Mm -hmm. Look, we either need to be opening and welcome and figure this shit out. Or we got to stop advertising how great it's here and put guns everywhere and just start shooting everybody. They're just looking for a place <laughs> to stay. Well, because... You know what I mean? Like, at least give them a place to stay. We can at least do that. It doesn't have to necessarily be, boom, get dumped here, go to work. You know what I mean? They're just escaping something. Like we were saying, they were just escaping something. So just give them a place to stay. Let's start there. Oh, look, we're going to open these locations for immigration. So when they come through, they get they have to stay here for I don't know six months to process. But every immigration that they have to so now you kind yeah, of yeah. But you know what the problem with those things is that they always become slums. Yes, it, but but it, it always works wrong. I, I know what you're saying. Like if we had a spot that everybody can get in and acclimated and get the kids so, educated a little bit. So get, the way to do it would have to be an investment in, in towns, right? So it would have to be like yeah, this is a town for that. This is not a town for you to come and live and no, this is a town to to give you the to kind of mold you into society, right? And then you can go out. Hey, what do you not know? I don't know English. Okay, we have uh, English classes. This is what you're going to do for one year here. This is that's that this is your your goal. Yeah, goal nobody's going to fund it though. But that's their goal, right? right. We can't we can't think like that. The, the whole goal is that we have to fund something like we. Fu you hear um, <laughs> Ukraine? How he's just sitting there asking for billions, but we can't get 
a billion for stimulus? Well, you know I what I mean? mean like, I, no, I mean, dude, they're getting like. No, no. <laughs> I, I understand that they need it, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm, but I'm just trying to point something out. As a society, right? we need to change what's How, important. What we're do, like uh, these words, right? It's like it's so hard. Change is so hard, man. When when we're not the ones controlling them. That's what it is. Well. You know, we control, yes. I'm, I'm not. We can definitely, and because great, great minds, they, they, they can motivate. But evil minds can also motivate. So there's always yeah. that balance. Well, that's the thing is trying to find a balance. And who, the people controlling this, unfortunately, I'm, I'm sure they're good people, but the all everyone has that little evil in them. And I'm not saying that they're evil in a sense, but it's like. To live in this world, you kind of have to. You need to have an you edge. Need, you need to be balanced in, in that. Right. Right. I'm gonna give you an example of that. I'm someone who necessarily doesn't like to get people in trouble, but I like to do my job, right? And if you're doing something that's gonna hurt me in a sense of making me work harder because you're doing it wrong. And knowing, like, you know you're doing it wrong or potentially get me fired because you're doing some shit that it's going to put me in this situation. I would be someone who would speak up or to that person. Some people would see that as, like, being bad, like you're trying to do something bad to that person. No, I'm, that's, that's not really an example of, like, evil, but I'm just talking about, like, bad in a sense and because what's good and bad, really? We're, it's that's, subjective, right? right? That's, the that's thing. subjective of, of how I'm looking at it. Right. Good and bad is what a person might judge me if I tell them, like, yeah, I, I sn word snitch, right? I'm using that word because that's the word that kind of holds on to something bad when you're when you're saying about someone else, like at a workplace, when you're snitching on them. Yeah, you're throwing them under the bus. Yes. <laughs> so when you're snitching on them because you're saying, hey, I saw him eating in the back. Um, and I know health department, you know, is around the corner. So if they see him hitting in the back, we feel health department and everybody gets written up. Right. So obviously I would tell a manager, hey, blah, 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 is eating in the goddamn back and the windows right there. So if someone comes and sees him, we're going to get hit. No, well, that, that's, so that's look, a, there's a difference. Right. <laughs> but that's the example of yeah. how a certain part of society was, was deemed bad. Right. Or in my mind, is that Right, because again, it's subjective. Is in my mind, is that bad because I'm, I'm getting this person in trouble? No, they got themselves in trouble. Yeah, right. You're you're trying to look out for the entire organism. So now look at that at a bigger spectrum, right. government-wise. Right. Hey, if these people. If we bomb them, hey, these people are bad. They've been killing civilians for years. Why do we care? We don't know that. They might know that. Now they bomb them and. Now that we're the worst, or not us, but like in general, right? That there's many times that we've gotten in that problem, right? No, don't. Do, so it's look, like, none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> so we're just <laughs> we're just is. going through it. Fucking whatever presidents we pick, they're just like, oh, dude, I don't. <laughs> they're making the best decision on whatever information they got. They're like, yo, every day they're telling man. me there's a bomb. Like, right. I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. Like. Right. You, you notice how the presidents age? Yeah, that's right. Dude. They age. They go in there Obama looking all went, great and shit, and they're like, ugh. Obama went from an 18-year-old right. to, like, a 50-year-old in a year. And it was like, whoa. Like, his hair went. There's a reason for that. 
How do you? I can't sleep Ooh. in my life. How do you sleep being the president? Right? Like, how do you? Like, wh- what's the meds they got for that? They gotta have some special meds for us. Massages at night, like yo, you yeah, yeah. To, uh, you got a whole crew bro, working on that. This, this knot right here, <laughs> like I, I got a knot. I can imagine like the president's knots. Oh my god! <laughs> right. But they still find a way to get scandals and shit. Yeah, well, everybody's human. That's the problem. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, man, I still want to be on Twitter. Can I? <laughs> I don't think. I, I, look, if you were tweeting in Starbucks while you were working, wouldn't you get fired? Uh, no. You want to get fired? Bro, there's people doing TikToks fucking <laughs> about fucking Starbucks making these stupid drinks that don't make sense. And as, a, as Starbucks... Like, as a corporation, I will look at these videos and go, we got to control some of these because. (laughs) It's probably good buzz for them. It's good advertisement for them. Yes. And bad. Why? Because you know how Starbucks has that stigmatism around them about breezes not knowing how to spell your name and all this shit. Oh, really? Yeah. It's always been like a thing. I don't know. know, (laughs) Because, you know, when you used to go, you used to write your names. Oh. Now you can scan on the app and it pops up, but sometimes you still have to put it in. There's still, it's not as much anymore. But back then it was like, like basically the barista was dumb because they don't ever know how to spell your name. Did you? You know how hard it is. I get names up here on the screen, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, "How the uh, fuck do I say that?" Oh, uh, what's your name? Oh, right, thanks. right. That's what I do. Oh, or I'll be like, "Look, I don't want to fuck up." I'm not really sure because I, I grew up speaking Italian, mm-hmm. so that's the. I, I look at every name as though it's an Italian name, and, if, and I'm like, "Wait, I don't think the way I speak fits." <laughs> but, no, Jenny. Oh, okay. Right. No, things are spelled like that. It'll say Francesca, and then I'll go say the name, and they're like, no, it's Jenny. There ain't even a J in there. Like, no, but that's how it's said. No, 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 dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's not, no. Yeah, you say okay. Jesus a certain way. I know that, like, but you don't say, there's no way you get from, from, from Hazel to no, Jenny. Jesus. No, but it says Hazel, yes, but it's spelled Jesus. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> no, like. H A Z E L, and he's like, No, my name is Jesus. Yes. Yeah, that's not spelled right then. <laughs> but that's how it is, though. So I, it's understandable. But going back to it, like, that's that's the, that's the life, man. The cycle. I guess this is just a cycle, right? We're going to have to live through it. Yeah, and then it's just going to do the same shit again in, in 100 years. 100 years? I don't know. The way, the way technology is moving, I think we're doing this every two years. Every time there's a president, I feel like we're going to have, like... A complete shift. This whole cycle of, what the fuck? Well... Because if they don't know what they're doing, other con- other countries aren't going to respect them, right? Like, or a president's coming up. Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> and then after that, right, like, it's still going to be, like, what the fuck is going to be after that? I'm not worried about the one after that. I'm talking about the crazy ones now. The, the no, I, well, I'm saying, like, the, we got to get, get through another four years of some bullshit. And then, and then nobody else that we got around can be around anymore. I don't even want to think about it. It's fucking nuts. I try to even tell. I haven't looked at the news in months. I've been trying to get back into it again. No, you don't want to, man. I clicked on one thing and I was like, oh, fuck that. (laughs) All I heard was nuke and I was like, off. I was like, if it happens, it happens. I'm not, I'm not fucking bullying. There's a lot of talk though. People are. That's what's scary, right? Because I always say people, this is bullshit, but technology is advancing pretty fast, man. And yeah, one day it's gonna be a bomb that we don't even gonna fucking know. There's just gonna be some water shit that go, and that's it. That's pretty much it. So, 
Hopefully we don't get there. Well, look, if... But if, I don't know. I don't think we will. I don't think society itself is evil. You know, even even these countries where it's like, oh, man, there's fucking shit out here. There's still... No, that's not true. There, there are some fucking, fucking scumbags out there, some fucking man. really evil people. Some Everybody can agree people. on we that We gotta shit. fucking take out. I'm <laughs> right. sorry. See, but that's... Is that... No, I feel like that's the good in us. Wanting to fucking take people out like that. Well, we're because trying to take care of the whole tribe. Right? It's like, no, man. There's fucking people that we just gotta take out. Yeah, there's just some assholes that just really... just you, You're not playing ball for all of us. Yeah. You're not... You're really just taking. <laughs> just like not. You want this, this, this. For what? Right. You're gonna fucking die, bro. You old motherfuckers. <laughs> like, god damn. These old, like this, this power that these people get is so crazy because they think they're gonna live forever, or they think that if they get everything, maybe they'll find something to live forever. It's like, what the fuck you think you're gonna find? You're gonna die, man. That's it. Accept it. Fucking just go out with a bang that people are gonna remember you and your legacy. But when you, it shouldn't be. Well, who forgot Genghis Khan? Uh, <laughs> you gotta forget him. But these are people that were living. Again, they were living thinking that they weren't gonna fucking die. That they were gonna live their best life, and that's that's evil living their best life, right? And that's why we gotta be like, nah, your best life is gonna be cut short. <laughs> and it should have some of us, some people out there, man, they still living fucking old bastards. The heart attack is right around the corner for him. Well, you know, it's just this, this guy's the not even in the right lane. Wow. That was the tunnel you were supposed to go into. He doesn't believe in tunnels. He doesn't believe in turns, <laughs> lights. Is it, what is that? It's going to be a long day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I got... <clears throat> 